Jim Gaffigan is a superhero, Johnny Depp is no longer Grindelwald, and a Glee alum is playing our new Grinch, all coming up on Live Action Remake. Welcome back to Live Action Remake, your source for movie news, TV news, reviews, and recommendations. My name is Diego, and I'm so happy that you guys are here. And you see our brand new logo. I wanted to announce it last week, but I wasn't sure when it would be ready, and I had to record a little bit earlier because of the whole <laughs> election and everything. But it finally came out, and I just when I got it, I was so excited. I just sent it out and just put it out into the world. And so now you see our new logo. It's created by a great artist named Cy Noel. Great comic book artist. If you haven't seen this stuff, check them out at tdnoodle underscore doodles on Instagram. They're fantastic. <laughs> you can also see them through our page at Live Action Remake. If you look at our post with our new logo, you can click on it and you can get right to their page as well. The character is based off of Vision, who's one of my favorite Marvel characters. Cy took all the notes. Uh, I'm so thankful because I was not, I didn't exactly know what I wanted for a bit and there was a lot of back and forth ended up being fantastic and everything I ever could have wanted. I've been calling him Mr. Remake. Let me know what you guys think of him. I'm so excited to have that as my new logo. There is quite a bit of news to talk about, so let's get started, starting with trailers. A few trailers came out this week, but nothing I was really excited about except for one, and that is the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special coming November 17th to Disney+. Plus. Now, I've talked about this a few times. I told you there was probably going to be a time travel element with Darth Vader and a few other characters, and the trailer proved me right. There is a time travel element with some kind of crystal. Ray goes back in time and sees Darth Vader and maybe Luke and Anakin and a lot of other things. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm pretty excited for it. It seems to be spoofing on other Star Wars things as Lego tends to do. My favorite part, which really threw me off guard, was you saw a little bit of the Mandalorian. You see Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian in the time traveling. <laughs> if it gets Star Wars fans mad that there is time travel, you should know that time travel has already existed for a while in the Star Wars universe in the form of Star Wars Rebels. So time travel is canon in Star Wars. And so maybe the Lego Star Wars holiday special is canon, who knows? Uh, but it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be on Disney Plus November 17th. I'm pretty excited to see it. It's actually up on our Facebook page right now at Live Action Remake. So let me know what you guys think. Now let's go on to movie news, starting with The Eternals. Eternals merch has leaked online showing a full look at the entire team. It's just concept art, mostly just drawn images of all these characters, but it gives you a good idea of what they're going to look like in the film. Particularly excited for Kingo, who is played by Kumal Nanjiani. I'm really happy there's another person of color in the MCU. Check out those images on our Facebook page at Live Action Remake. Death on the Nile and Free Guy have officially been delayed at Disney indefinitely past 2020. I was really looking forward to Free Guy. Uh, Free Guy was the movie I was really looking forward to for the end of this year, but it turns out it's being pushed back as we presumed so. So I'll have to wait a little bit. Tom Holland gave us our first look at his suit in Spider-Man 3, which is his red and black one from Far From Home. But he's also wearing a mask over his mask in the image, so having a little fun with it. I'm sure he'll get an upgrade throughout the movie and probably get a new different suit. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Johnny Depp has announced that he is resigning from the role of Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts. 3 in a letter he has confirmed that the studio has asked him to step down after the court case that stated that the articles about him being a wife beater are in fact true. Uh, he has since denied these allegations and fans are rallying behind him. I don't know much about this. If they are true it's a good thing. If they aren't then I feel very bad for Johnny Depp. I've heard some pretty horrible things about Amber Heard as well so I'm not sure exactly what is true so I don't want to state that. All I know is that fans have been calling for it 
Amber Heard to be brought down as well. And for Justice for Johnny Depp has been trending for a bit. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, because of this, Fantastic Beast will now be released July 15th, 2022, as it is reportedly in the process of recasting Grindelwald. The disability community has called out witches for its negative portrayal of limb difference. In the film, an adaption of Roald Dahl's classic book, Anne Hathaway plays an evil witch who has three fingers on each hand, a condition that's similar to ectrodactyly, a limb disability. Anne Hathaway has since apologized, saying, As someone who really believes in inclusivity and really, really detests cruelty, I owe you all an apology for the pain I caused. I am sorry. Jurassic World has wrapped filming after 18 months and 40,000 COVID tests. That is a lot. I'm very excited for this film bringing back the original cast. Michael J. Fox has returned to the role of Marty McFly. Sorta. He reprised his role for Lil Nas X's holiday single. Uh, the full song is set to come out this Friday. And Michael J. Fox is in the promo video telling Lil Nas not to go to 2020. Which was a little bit of fun. Isabelle Furman is set to come back to her role of Esther in the orphan prequel orphan first kill that role was all the way back in 2009 so he's coming back i believe 2021 let me know what you guys think about that bruce willis has a new movie called breach with a trailer now i know this didn't come out with my trailers because that trailer did not interest me at all it doesn't look very good there was no strong emotions when i saw it so i'm bringing it up in news because it's out there but there's nothing really to talk about it's die hard but aliens only not as good Night Has Fallen. Gerard Butler will return to the fourth film in the Has Fallen franchise. <laughs> uh, do people still watch this? I don't know much about these films. I know it's always like someone's attacking the White House and Morgan Freeman's the president. I'm not a big fan of Gerard Butler. Not a big fan of these types of movies. But let me know what you, if you guys are excited about it. Uh, Jeff Nichols has been tapped to write and direct a third film in the Quiet Place universe, which is likely to not be a direct sequel, but more of a spinoff taking place somewhere else in the universe. That sounds pretty cool. I'm down for that. Love more Quiet Place. Let's keep it going. Plot details are under wraps, but Jordan Peele's next horror film will come out July 2022. This is one of the two films Peele will write and direct for Universal under a five-year deal with the studio. I'm so excited, you guys. Just saw Us. I recently saw Get Out a few weeks ago. I'm a huge fan of Jordan Peele's work, and I think he's an incredible horror director. Keep it coming, Jordan Peele. Keep making the movies, please. <laughs> And now on to TV news, starting with the death of a legend. Alex Trebek has passed away at the age of 80 after a two-year battle with pancreatic cancer. He had been contracted to host Jeopardy until 2022, and it really sucks that he's not going to. He was someone that you almost take for granted because he was on TV so long and for so much of my life that I kind of saw him as a staple of television. He was an icon. One of the nicest things I saw written down was by Ryan Reynolds, actually, said that he was a gracious funny, uh, in addition to being curious, stalwart, generous, reassuring, and of course, Canadian. <laughs> uh, we love you, Alex, and always will. That was from Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to miss him, and I'm going to miss Jeopardy. It's not going to be the same without him. Uh, our hearts go out to Alex Trebek's family, of course. Netflix officially announces that Umbrella Academy Season 3 is greenlit, and that its production will begin this February. I'm really excited. I really want to know what's up with the Sparrow Academy and with Ben. Let me know what you guys think. Are you pumped? Let me know. Jim Gaffigan has been cast as superhero Thunderbolt, a magical genie who can come out of a pen for season two of Stargirl. If you guys haven't seen the show, go ahead and check it out. It's got a stacked cast, a bunch of really fun superheroes from the Justice Society of America. They're kind of like the older version of the Justice League, but way weirder. Check it out. 
Season 3 and 4 of Atlanta are, quote, going to be some of the best television ever made. Sopranos, only ones who can touch us, stated Donald Glover on Twitter, ensuring us that both seasons are happening. Atlanta is one of the best shows on television. It's been on hiatus for a hot minute. Pretty excited for this. I'm glad Donald Glover is giving us some little something to get us excited again. WandaVision has made the cover of Entertainment Weekly showing off Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany in costume along with an article and about six different black and white photos. The article also stated that the first episode of the show was shot in front of a live studio audience. That is incredible. The whole show is based off of sitcoms and is an homage to sitcoms so the fact that they would do a episode with uh, a live studio audience is really cool. Not only that, that they used uh, wiring and tricks in order to make the objects move when Wanda uses her powers like when they did with Sabrina the Teenage Witch costuming they show off a lot of the different looks throughout the show I'm so excited for WandaVision you guys see the photos on our page at live action remake on Facebook Matthew Morrison is our brand new Grinch comicbook.com is reporting that Matthew Morrison aka Shu from Glee will portray the Grinch in a live action remake of the musical on NBC this December. What a weird casting. I didn't know Matthew Morrison worked anymore. I haven't seen the Benedict Cumberbatch animated film. I have seen the old Jim Carrey film. So far, the musicals on NBC haven't been my favorite. I haven't seen one that I've liked a lot. I do usually come for the casting because they tend to cast weird or different. But let me know what you guys think of that. Matthew Morrison as the Grinch. I wonder how he's going to look. A Boba Fett miniseries reportedly in the works at Lucasfilm that could start filming as early as next week, which would push The Mandalorian Season 3 start to spring 2021. Why would you do that, guys? Who wants a Boba Fett show? Boba Fett hasn't done anything in Star Wars ever. Give us a Timothy Oliphant, Cobb Vanth show, okay? That's what we really want. And why would you push back The Mandalorian? The Mandalorian is the only good Star Wars thing that everyone can agree is actually good. Why are you pushing that back at all? For Boba Fett. No one wants Boba Fett. That's just all I have to say about it. Let me know what you guys think. The Hardy Boys is getting a show on Hulu, a modern retelling of the classic books which premiere December 4th on Hulu. Again, this trailer came out this week, and I didn't put it on my Facebook page either because... This show looks ridiculously generic. It doesn't get me excited. It looks like a Riverdale teen drama. Maybe if that's your thing, go for it. Check it out on YouTube. But I actually read The Hardy Boys. Those were books that I really liked growing up. And this show doesn't give me any kind of excitement at all. So I'm kind of sad about it. Let me know what you guys think. It looks really generic to me. It doesn't look exciting, but who knows? Maybe when it comes out, I'll check it out and it'll be something different. Wentworth Miller says that he is officially done with Prison Break and straight roles in general, which I have to say, good for him. Be who you are. Do the roles that you only want to do. Keep it going. A female-led Star Wars Disney Plus series reveals that it will be in a set pocket of the universe and timeline that we don't know much about and will embark on an Indiana Jones-style journey across the universe from showrunner Leslie Headland. That's probably the Star Wars Rebels character Sabine right because <laughs> she's still looking for Ezra and that is not a time that we know much about so I'm gonna guess that this female-led Star Wars Disney Plus show is gonna be about Sabine Wren looking for Ezra Bridger a sequel to Star Wars Rebels that's my official guess let me know what you guys would want to see an Ahsoka show maybe Cara Dune who knows who knows who this female-led Star Wars show is gonna be there has been some talk about Jin Erso though lately so Maybe Jin's back, although I don't know how she survived Rogue One. Let me know what y'all think.
Now on to video game news. Starting with the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Comes out this week and has been getting fantastic reviews across the board. They've also had a deal with Adidas and on November 19th they will have a brand new shoe called Superstar from the game. I've seen it. They don't look as cool as the shoes from the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from Nike. But they look pretty cool so I'm going to try to get myself a pair. <laughs> the game looks fantastic from all the trailers and the animation. It's a sequel slash kind of spin-off to the Spider-Man PS4 game. It's not only exclusive to PS5 though. It's going to be on PS4 as well. So I'm going to get it for the PS4 because I did not get a PS5 on time unfortunately. The game also has Prowler, Tinkerer, Roxxon. I, I hope a couple of other villains. I think Rhino is the only confirmed character from the original game that's a villain in this game at least for like a small boss fight i'm pretty excited for the game let me know if you guys are gonna get it it's coming out i believe this friday and on to marvel's avengers game news <laughs> square enix has reportedly lost 63 million dollars on this game now i bought this game and i have it i'm not gonna lie it's not particularly entertaining as far as playing goes the story is good the actors are good in it the animation is good but the game itself it's just mostly smashing robots there wasn't much else to it it didn't really keep me invested so i kind of stopped playing after maybe a month and that's me being a hardcore marvel fan so i understand why this game has lost so much money the game was supposed to bring out characters like black panther hawkeye quake spider-man captain marvel other big avengers characters as the game progressed over a long period of time i don't know if they're going to do that anymore because if they're not making money why would they which makes me very sad because i really wanted to see those characters in the game so let me know what you guys think are you excited for miles morales spider-man do you have marvel's avengers do you play it do you like it let me know the mandalorian has a new episode from season two so if you haven't seen it Pause the podcast right now because we're going to be talking spoilers, what I liked, what I didn't like, where this thing is possibly going. Go ahead and pause it, see it on Disney Plus, and then come back. All right, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, now that you're back, I thought this episode this week was a lot more of a filler than anything. It may go down as my least favorite episode so far. Not that it was a bad episode, it had a lot of fun things in it. But overall, it goes down as the least interesting. It didn't lose me. Don't worry. I'm still coming back next week. Don't worry. Things I liked, starting with Baby Yoda eating eggs, I thought was hilarious. A little bit of every time Baby Yoda was gone, it's like, where'd he go? He's eating eggs. Of course he's eating eggs. He thought they looked delicious. And frankly, he made them look delicious. I kind of want to try one now. <laughs> Richard Oyode uh, coming back to play Zero as a translator. That's cool. I love that guy's voice. I think he works really well as a droid. I want him to come back in a bigger role in the same way IG came back. Let me know what y'all think about that. The prosthetics and animation of the mother was particularly good. And the spiders were pretty good. But I think if you compare them to the crate dragon, subpar. Not as good. Speaking of the crate dragon and the spiders, I don't need a big monster every week. I don't want a big monster every week. So it felt a little repetitive of the Krayt Dragon, only not as cool because the Krayt Dragon, you know, there was a big team up. There was Cop Vanth. There was a lot more to it. This was just more of an on the run kind of thing. So not as big of a fan of the monster this week. The pilot standoff with Mando was pretty fun. I love Dave Filoni. If you don't know, he's one of the creators of Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, and he helps work on all the Star Wars shows. I think the show, the episode this week, it ended pretty abruptly and perhaps... With episode 3, the whole story will come together a lot better and I'll like this episode a lot more. But there are a lot of things that I was looking forward to this season and none of them came up in this episode. 
this episode really felt like a filler just waiting for something interesting to happen and nothing particularly interesting happened uh, especially compared to last episode when we had Cobb Vanth a brand new character that we were very excited to see I was very excited to see in the Boba Fett armor this new character while interesting and the idea of him taking care of a mother and her eggs is interesting it could be good character development for Mando she particularly is not an interesting character so I was a little disappointed by this episode this week let me know if you guys were am I being too critical of this episode maybe I am but hopefully I think the rest of the season is going to be a lot better than this one I just think this episode was definitely a filler episode now in honor of Spider-Man Miles Morales which comes out this week I wanted to talk about two of my favorite superhero animated shows now when people talk about superhero animated shows you often go to uh, Batman the Animated Series or perhaps the old Justice League ones or the x-men series you know the the classics which i agree they are classics they're very good but i didn't grow up with those because i was a little bit younger than that <laughs> so i it was a little bit before my time i still was able to watch them eventually but they weren't what i grew up with and they weren't my introduction to those characters so i was going to give you two of my favorite animated shows which i think still hold up that were my introductions to comic books starting with my favorite Spider-Man animated series, not Spider-Man the Animated Series. Uh, the series is actually called The Spectacular Spider-Man. It's a more modern take on Spider-Man. I think it really captures the essence of what Peter Parker is about. Not only that, but also what every one of his villains are about. It goes through basically every one of his rogues gallery and really gives you a sense of what they're all after and what they want, which is much more than you can say about the ultimate Spider-Man or, you know, the, the new Spider-Man. Uh, shows that are on Disney XD or Disney Plus or whatever, they're not as good. This one really gives you an in-depth look at every character. For example, one of my favorite characters on the show is Mysterio, uh, which they give you a really good introduction to the character if you've never met. Uh, he is a stage actor, and he talks like that. And uh, you actually never see him fight Spider-Man because he's always hiding behind drones of himself. There's always robots of him <laughs> fighting Spider-Man. And so someone asks him, they go, why do you not make the robots look like someone else? Why do you make them look like you? Because now he knows it's you. And he goes, and give the role of Mysterio to someone else? Like, that's totally Mysterio in a nutshell. He's so dramatic and hilarious. Not only that, it captures really good storylines from the comics better than some of the movies do. For example, they do the symbiote storyline with Spider-Man getting the black suit and then Venom getting the black suit much better than Spider-Man 3 ever did. And even if Venom is good, it's not the same because Spider-Man's not in it like the film. So Spectacular Spider-Man really gives you the definitive Spider-Man Venom storyline that you really want. <laughs> and they bring him back in interesting ways. They bring every character back in interesting ways. They do the Green Goblin. And he's not this armored up Green Goblin like in the movies. He's Green Goblin with a prosthetic mask that's like just rubbery. And he's just throwing bombs and he's a nut. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. It only lasted two seasons because, you know, Disney bought Marvel and then Spider-Man... They wanted to do their own variation of it. And so they did Ultimate Spider-Man, which in its own right is not a bad animated series. But the Spectacular Spider-Man just has a more personal touch to it. It also was an introduction to the Spider-Man web wings for me that they do in Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> in the Spectacular Spider-Man, he actually has those on his suit, which is pretty cool. It's pretty comic accurate. Check out the show if you can. I don't know where you can actually find it, to be honest. I wish I could tell you, but it's hard to find. I try to look it up on YouTube every now and then and just watch some clips. It has the best Sinister Six of all time, too. <laughs> Except for maybe the Spider-Man PS4 game. But check out the Spectacular Spider-Man. The second one I wanted to go 
walkthrough is actually a Batman show. And no, it's not Batman the Animated Series. It's actually called The Batman. And you may have heard of it because you know the theme goes, The Batman, like that one. That's the Batman series I'm talking about. It gives a really cool animation style to the character. And I think since Batman the Animated Series, it's the only good animated Batman show. Maybe Batman the Brave and the Bold, but that is definitely more Silver Age comics, which is not my favorite. I think the Batman is a nice intro to the character if you just missed Batman the Animated Series. It also gives a modern take on most of the characters. It gives you really different versions of the characters. They really try to make them different while also giving you what the character is about. So some hardcore Batman fans might not like the styles of all these characters like Bane in this one is actually an assassin and when he turns big he actually turns red all over. I actually really like this design. I think it's pretty cool. The Riddler is more goth looking. Uh, the Penguin is much much smaller. <laughs> the Joker is actually voiced by a black actor. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson I believe his name is. Every character is very different from what you remember but they still give you that same feeling of this is a Batman show and these characters are in the Batman's rogues gallery. Uh, there is a lot to go through in the show. I only saw, I believe, the first two seasons. I want to say there's four and they bring in the Justice League eventually and they bring in a lot more cooler ideas into the show. But I just remember this fondly being like, this is my intro to all everything Batman. This was how I got started on Batman. It wasn't the movies because the movies were a little bit too dark for when I was younger. And then as I got older, I, of course, got into the movies and comics and stuff. But both shows are pretty good. Let me know if you guys have seen them and if you guys are fans of these animated shows. I love both of them, particularly Spectacular Spider-Man. I wish they actually called the new Spider-Man movies the Spectacular Spider-Man. I was hoping they were going to do that, but they didn't, which is sad because they use home a lot for all the names for some reason. I don't know why they do that. I wonder what the third one's going to be called, <laughs> like Home Run or something. Uh, but let me know what y'all think about those two shows. Now, I wanted to end off the show with a recommendation for a show that really, really drew me in with its message called Woke. It stars Lamorne Morris as Keith, a cartoonist based on the actual cartoonist and co-creator of the show, Keith Knight. Uh, Keith is a cartoonist who creates Toast and Butter, a regular cartoon character that he tries to keep things light and not make anything controversial. His mind is changed when a cop mistakes him for a thief and tackles him to the ground and gives him PTSD. He is stuck seeing all these animated characters around him as he now believes that he is woke. The show tackles a lot of interesting ideas, not just from his point of view, but from his roommate's point of view as a black man and a white man. And the cast is stacked with really good voice actors to voice the animations and regular actors to show you the actual trauma that goes on through this, including people who play cops that really give you some tense scenes. As a person of color, this show really spoke to me. To get a little bit personal, I have been stopped by a cop for jogging while brown. And so these things really happen on a day-to-day -day basis. And to see the show really shed a strong light on it, on a person of color who doesn't necessarily like want to fight, <laughs> who doesn't necessarily want to be a part of the argument. He just wanted to live his life and then get stuck in it. It's a really interesting point of view. So go ahead and check it out. It's actually on Hulu the whole season. Lamorne Morris, if you don't know him, he's from New Girl. I love that show. He was probably my favorite character, Winston. And he takes on a much more serious role in this show. Really killing it. Check it out. Let me know what you guys think if you guys have seen Woke. And that's really all I have for y'all today. Thank y'all for listening. Congrats to everybody who voted for Biden. Let's go. 
Thank you for checking us out. If you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Live Action Remake, one word. Please give us a follow and a like. I'd appreciate you. And check us out on Apple Podcasts. If you are, give us a review, please. I'd love to hear from you all. And if you have any questions, recommendations, any news you want to show me, email me at liveactionremakepodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead, send me all the emails you want. I'd love to hear from y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Y'all have a good one. Wear your mask, stay safe, and do what you love, all right?